Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. All right, welcome to this Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist and also answer some of your business legal questions that you can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. But also, we have a Twitter account now, but I don't know what it is. Actually, I do. It's, you would think it's like Legally Sound Smart Business, but I think it's too long. So I had to get Ask Biz Law. So at, at Ask Biz Law. So you can tweet us there for questions as well. Ask Biz Law. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it right now. We have a total of three followers, and they encompass myself and Matt and Pasha Law. Wow. <laughs> so nice, nice start of that. <laughs> it's also following the same three people. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's a good start. It is brand new, and you actually, you didn't even tell me about it. I just saw it, so, because it was following me, so. That's true. We haven't really promoted it at all, so. This is the first time. Yeah, we can't even expect anyone to find it without us telling them beforehand. I didn't even want to mention in the podcast, just in case, like, it blew up, Twitter would, like, kick us out for how many followers we would get, so I was just kind of reluctant about that. <laughs> yeah, it's done that with other people. Yeah, so so don't follow us right away, you know, stream it out. Over the course of time, if you would. Thanks. Well, all right. Let's get into the story we have for today. So this deals with Airbus, and I'm not really that familiar with Airbus. I mean, I looked into it a little bit after reading the article. But well, the story here is that they're seeking a patent for bicycle seats in the cabins. People hate flying, as is, but having these bicycle seats instead of normal seats, I can only would guess make flying worse. But if you look into the article a little bit more, it's not that simple. It's basically their strategy is this, they're filing all these patents legitimately, just in case the industry shifts over time. And maybe all planes will eventually have these bicycle seats. They just want to have this locked down just in case that happens. I, I guess they do this with a lot of other patents. They just try to guess where the future is going to go. And if it goes that way, it's good for them. But I can't see planes shifting to these bicycle seats because no one's going to want to fly on a plane with this. Yeah. Well, Airbus is basically the competitor of Boeing. Maybe people are more familiar with that. Boeing be based in uh, Washington, right? Uh, I think they're moving or something. But anyway, it looks like these seats are basically stacked like cattle. I think that's the main component of it because I don't know if you've flown lately, but it used to be that you used to have space on the plane, but now it's like stacked up to the brim. Yeah. And I think they found a way to get more people on there. That has to be the reason why they're doing it the way they're doing. To increase the number of cabin seats, the space allotted to each passenger must be reduced. So, I mean, like I said, no one's going to want to take a flight where they're sitting on a bicycle seat. I don't like riding a bicycle because of the seat to begin with. So I guess these could be nice, comfortable bicycle seats, but even then it's still not very comfortable. I'm actually trying to figure out why they filed the patent in Europe and not as well in the United States. I assume there must be a reason for it, but not being a patent attorney, I don't know what the answer is. That's a good point. I'm not a patent attorney either, so I guess we're just sitting here thinking. 10 minutes of silence on the podcast. (laughs) Let's call one up right now. I got to find that out. Maybe we'll update it on the uh, show notes or something like that, because there has to be a strategic reason to it. But what do you think of the strategy that they've been doing of filing all these different patents? They're basically just taking flyers, no pun intended. They're taking <laughs> yeah. flyers on these ideas that they hope 
maybe one day, like I said, the industry shifts and this is what it's going to be. Do you think that's a good strategy? Is it worth the time and the money? Well, I think for a big company, filing patent is not a big deal. The costs aren't that prohibitive. Right. For a smaller one, it's, the strategy is a little bit different, I think. But this is the general rule when it comes to intellectual property and patents. The more intellectual property you have, the more value you can add to your business. A lot of times, the best way to file a patent is to use it as a defensive patent rather than an offensive, meaning as a precautionary step, you know, especially like if you're a startup or something like that, the idea is having that protection and bringing value to your business. And the thing is how patent laws are designed today is such that you can pretty much just patent anything and not necessarily have to actually implement it. I don't think anyone is too keen on the idea, at least for now, of these bicycle seats or what have you. So are there actual pedals? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking at the diagram, but I don't see any pedals. You know what it looks like? It looks like a roller coaster (laughs) ride. Yeah, it does look like a roller coaster. When I first saw it, I thought it was one of those, I don't know if you've seen these or not, but they're big vehicles and they kind of looks like this, but they do have pedals and everyone's just kind of responsible for getting the vehicle to move together. The first time I saw it was in Denver, but I think it's big in other countries. Uh. But usually it's two rows of people facing each other. That's what I thought this was at first. And then I looked at it and realized it was an airplane. And I was like, well, it's probably not going to work out. It could also be like a Viking ship where everyone has to row together in order for the plane to fly. <laughs> yeah, that's not dangerous. We got to put this image in our show notes. It's just too hilarious. Yeah, it is. I don't see this working out, but I guess we'll see what happens. You never know. Yeah, I'll we'll be standing in our airplane across the ocean. Yeah. All right, let's get into the question of the day. Hi, guys. I'm thinking of creating a university professor rating website, just like ratemyprofessors.com, but for my country, Lebanon. Can I do that? It's not going to be an exact replica. Some things will be different. Do I need to take permission from Rate My Professors to do this? What about the universities? Now I'm thinking about ways to keep it clean and moderated. But how legal is it for me to create a sort of medium to judge professors? Thanks. You're welcome. I think that's the first person that actually said thanks in their question. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so we had to answer it. <laughs> exactly. That's why we have to answer it. Well, what's interesting about this question is that even though this person is in Lebanon, I think other people in the United States where this podcast is recorded will benefit from this answer because I think the same kind of concept applies is basically you have a business that you want to replicate based upon someone else. And it kind of goes along with this whole patent idea because the only issues that come to mind is whether or not you're infringing on any intellectual property, that is a patent or a trademark and copyright, but that's pretty much it. So you can't patent or copyright an idea. And so the question is, is what you're doing infringing upon ratemyprofessors.com? What do you think, Matt? There was something else I was going to follow up with too, but I'll answer that first. I don't think it's really infringing on anything. It's basically the same thing like Yelp. If we created a similar product to Yelp, because at the end of the day, you're reviewing someone, you know, Yelp, you're reviewing businesses, but you're reviewing professors in this case. I want to be as concerned with the infringement issue as I would be some sort of defamation problem that I know we talked about this last week with that one website, thedirty.com. Yeah. I don't recall the details of Rate My Professors. I know people can post whatever, but I think the issue with that is in Lebanon, I'm sure the laws when it comes to freedom of speech and defamatory laws are a little bit different. He also asked whether or not he needs permission from the universities, which that's kind of interesting because universities have come down on certain websites that have used 
their logo, for example, in their subsection of their site. You know, I think namely Reddit was one of them where they had a whole subreddit dedicated to a specific university and they had a logo on there and the university sent them a letter. Then there's an issue with that with fair use and copyright. So a couple of issues there. So you probably don't need to seek the permissions of the universities, but just make sure you're not infringing upon their intellectual property at the same time. Right. I think I used Rate My Professors back in the day or maybe a similar website. You know, based on how it works is they'll have a school and you go to the school and you go to the list and it has just a list of teachers or professors and you look for the one that you're trying to find and then it'll just have basically ratings of, I think it rates them in different categories, but I remember some of the stuff that people wrote weren't the most glowing reviews. So that's what I was saying. It might be a little bit concerning, but if you run this website, you're not the one writing it. I don't know about the free speech laws in Lebanon, but maybe it's a little bit different. I think that would be the concern on that end. But from a conceptual point of view, that just going back to the original question, you can replicate pretty much any website or concept. I mean, look at how many variations of the same kind of website are out there. Just take social media. You have Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and MySpace, and all that stuff. And then you have chat rooms or instant messengers that are different. And so it's very common for people to copy each other because they think they can do it better. And I think that's part of competition. But of course, there are limits. And I think the limits come down to just intellectual property infringement, which I think are very, it's a small, narrow gap for that. I think it's very easy to get around those kind of issues. I agree. That's where it falls down. And that's where it comes down to. So I want to, do I need permission from my professors? I wouldn't contact them. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Say you just do it. Yeah, and I was just thinking if they could work with Rate My Professors to build a Lebanon version, because I'm sure it has to be in the local language. But, uh, you know, it's probably just better to just do it yourself, I suppose. All right. Yeah, I think that answers it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast, episode number 70. Keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.